real life three stars. Hold up, we got ourselves a simulation. We got a legend. It's these Sammy in the building, man. We gonna we gonna start putting respect on the name. It's these Sammy in the building, man. I like that. First and foremost, how many decades? Uh, two decades, twenty three years to be exact. Twenty three years in the game. Five now, man. I've been in the game since I was twelve, so two decades in. Hey, it's crazy, bro, because we actually interviewed Lil Zane, right? Yeah, shout out so, to Zane. So I got to ask you, Hardball, who had the hardest verse on Hardball, man? Oh, that was Wheezy. <laughs> Wheezy. Wheezy, cool. Wheezy F, baby, man, for sure, for sure. You know, Who's even cool? Uh, and then I had the hook, so that's the most catchiest part, too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cool. But yeah, shout out to uh, Zane, shout out to Bow, uh, Jermaine Dupree. That was 2001. I remember that like it was yesterday. All right, let's start off like this. Um, 12 years old. Yep. Uh, how did you get in the game? Like, who discovered you? Who, who, like, who's? Were you singing prior? Were you doing talent shows? Yeah, I started singing uh, when I was four years old. I started in church. Um, I did Troubles Don't Last Always in front of church, like on the first Sunday. And then uh, my family realized I had a gift. I was in second grade, humming, doing a test. And shout out to Miss Allen. I was going to Earlington Heights Elementary in Miami, Florida. I'll never forget this. And uh, she was like, do I want to share with the class? I was like, yeah. So I sung some Christmas carols, some Jackson 5 joint. They sent me to the office. Oh, shit. I'm thinking I'm in trouble. They called my mom. They had me sing for the principal. And it was like, he's too gifted to go to a public school. We want to send him to a magnet school for music. So I got transferred to Charles Drew Elementary um, in Miami, Florida. And they put me in the magnet program. And from there, man, like, you know, God just started to orchestrate things. I joined a group called Wonder 3. Uh, yep. Shout out to Rail, shout out to Philip. And we would do talent shows all over Miami. And then Wanda Williams, who was managing us, uh, had us audition for the Apollo. Yeah, so they called us back. And I was like 10 years old. The other guys were like 15, 16. Oh, damn. And they were like, yo, we want the little one, me, for Apollo Kids, and we'll bring the group together for amateur night. So I, at that time, I'd never been solo. So I was like, you know, how y'all feel about me going to do the kids segment? It was like, go, it could probably change your life. Me and my mom flew out to New York. Um, I did My Sharia More by Stevie Wonder, and then Joyce Irby is the one who saw me and took me to Dallas Austin, and then the rest is history. That's how Sammy was born. How important is Dallas Austin to the music industry? Man, he's done things with Michael uh, Jackson, Madonna, uh, Boys the Men, uh, TLC, Monica, myself, ABC, you know what I'm saying? It goes on and on and, on, goes and on, on and on and on and on and on. I can go all day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that, you know, in this era, we don't respect those who paved the way. You know right. what I'm saying? For some reason, like in the urban community, longevity is deemed as washed, opposed to being legendary. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's why we have to bark these days and speak and, and talk about our accolades, because if you don't cheerlead yourself, they won't champion you. But Dallas Austin is definitely a walking legend and uh, a big brother to me. Always a phone call away if I need something. And um, if it wasn't for him, you know, uh, I don't think, you know, I would be here. He was the first. Uh, somebody to really, really invest his money and believe in the vision, you know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm forever indebted to Dallas Austin. So really quick, I know you said you've been in the game 23 years. Yep. How many times have you actually had to reintroduce yourself to stay in the R&B game this long? Oh, it's a never ending uh, cycle. I think being an artist is a constant battle of reminding the world of why y'all fell in love with, you know, us in the first place. But oh, that's yeah. also like the beauty in it to, to uh, evolve and not evaporate, you know what I'm saying? So for me, you know, uh, my first run was from 1999 to 2001. Then I took four years off to go to high school and get my education um, and try to have a sense of normalcy, if that's if right. that possible. <laughs> Some sense. <laughs> Some sense of normalcy. Uh, then I came back in the game and from like 18 to like 21, 22, you see me. That was like, uh, you should be my girl, come with me, kiss me through the phone era. Yeah. And then I went through like a seven year, not hiatus, but I departed from an ex-business partner of mine that was doing some things that I didn't agree with. And um, it took seven years to bounce back from that. And then that's when I'm him went viral in 2016 and I haven't looked back. So yeah, I guess that's three different evolutions of Sammy, the child, the teenage right. heartthrob, and now the grown man that you see before you. So uh, it's been a journey, but the journey is the destination. You know what I'm saying? And when you really are destined for something, no man can stop you. It's just a matter of you uh, having the strength and the perseverance to keep going day after day. Yeah. I remember seeing when you came back seven years later when you went viral. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that I, you know, when I was following you, I noticed that you you were a spiritual person. You Very know what I'm saying? So. And you actually leaned on that. And I thought that was dope. Um, Talk about that. Like, was that some of the things that helped you get through? That just was this the thing. Journey? That was mm -hmm. the thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
to this day, you know, I think people forget that we're in a spiritual warfare. It's not uh, just racism. It's not just uh, financial woes and financial bondage, but there's things called generational curses. You know what I'm saying? There is a dark and there is a light. And that's just something that was instilled in me. Shout out to my parents for keeping me in church. And at that point, it's up to me to keep the relationship with God. You know what I mean? So I'm not here to put religion on anybody, but I do believe in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I've experienced it. And um, I wouldn't even be here today and this successful still in my 23rd year of doing music if it wasn't for God. You know what yeah. I mean? So um, it's, just, it's just something that if I didn't have a, a, a source to go to, to pray to, and to find some peace and some solace, you know, it's easy to go insane and lose your mental. So um, God is my everything. And if I'm ever detached too long, I begin to lose myself. So uh, he has a beautiful, weird way of making us come back to him. You know what I'm saying? But I think it's all about basking in unconditional love and understanding that there is a higher power that orchestrated this from uh, such a life for myself. Now, there you go. And you mentioned something. Uh, you had to go back to school uh, during your success. Yeah. How many girls had you, like, sing to them? And doing lunch, like, hey, see, Sammy. Oh, uh, man, you know, high school was like some of the best four years, but worst <laughs> years of my life. Because, you know, it was weird for girls and guys to see me in, in geometry, right? And then they can go home and watch me on 106 and Park. They, they, they couldn't understand that. And I, I couldn't understand it either, to be honest with you. Um, I never would sing. I actually, me, the way I left the game the first time, it left a bad taste in my mouth musically. So I want to be honest, like half of it was to go back to high school and to get my education and to have a sense of normalcy. But also my mother, Dallas Austin and Joyce Irby, that trifecta, they ran my career when I was a kid and they, they butted heads every day, yeah. every day. You know, my mom had her vision and, 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 you know, she was my mom first. So she was protecting me from a lot of things, but her delivery was a lot, it could have been right. a lot smoother, you know what I'm saying? And then Dallas Austin just got tired of it because he's the one putting the money up and, he had a weird relationship with Joyce Irby. None of this had anything to do with me, but I was the one affected by it. So just one day, Dallas got tired and called Capitol and was like, I love Sammy, but let's just stop okay, so Sammy, uh, Sammy train. So that's like the whole stint. So imagine me not understanding that. And now I'm platinum and I just did Jay Leno yeah. and I just did the Nickelodeon tour and I'm on all mm -hmm. that. And now you put me in class. I felt like, you know, I'm all pro education, but school, once you've seen the world, it's like prison for me. I'm a creative, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? I've already, I'm famous, I'm on television. You can't just throw me back into school like I'm a regular kid anymore. So uh, the guys hated me, but the girls loved me. So it was I'm just sure, a very, sure. it was a very strenuous time in school. You I'm know what sure. I'm saying, for real, for real. Was the deal with Capital your first deal? Um, and was it lucrative for your parents? I mean, did you yeah. see anything from that yourself? Yeah, yeah. Um, the advance, now that I know exactly the business, I didn't know the business. Yeah, back then you're like, whatever. We gonna buy you a PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, we gonna, yeah, yeah. We'll like, look at you. I had, I had, the, I had all the cool sneaks in the in the games, but um, the advance wasn't crazy. But I took off with my first single. You know what I'm saying? And my mom learned the game quick. So whereas you would have thought I was going on a promo run for free on a tour, my mom already was like, nah, it's ten, twelve thousand a show. So we started racking up early, and that's something that the label did not like. That my mom caught on to, you know, we skipped some steps. We was like, nah, he's getting money, so we're gonna get money. Y'all are getting money, y'all recoup, we're gonna get money. So uh, I started noticing, you know, my mom went out one day with this car and came back with an SUV. Uh, Christmases was, was different, you know, when she, she, I never forget, she surprised me uh, and was like, yo, go take the trash out. But on the side of the house that was getting remodeled, by the way, there was a goat cart for my brother, a four-wheeler for me, and this for my sister, so I was like, Oh, I think I got something to do with this because life wasn't like this before I like it and from the bottom to the top. But when you're a kid, man, 12, 13, 14, you don't understand all the money parts of it. You just understand that I'm good at singing and if I could just run around stage and jump up and down and make the girls go crazy, I'm winning. So like, so, I, I didn't really understand the, 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 the financial part of it and my contribution to such until like hindsight, until I'm like 16, 17. Then I was like, oh, I was really You gotta love it. mama, right? You gotta love your mama. I love my mom. Yeah, you gotta yeah. love moms. They do their best. Yeah. <laughs> um, so even with everything that's gone on, you were the fan favorite on the millennial tour. How yeah. did you manage that? I mean, cause you were off the scene for so long. I uh, first wanna say, of course, thank you God for just um, his grace and his mercy. He's allowed me to, 
I guess receive all the love that I used to have as a kid and a teenager, but as a man tenfold. Like I could have never thought that I would get my flowers on the Millennium Tour like I did. I never thought I would do a versus, you know what I'm saying, or get that call. Um, and then I have the most loyal fan base in the world. You know, some people call theirs like Team Breezy or Team This. I call mine Sammy Lovers because I feel like uh, we've been in love with each other our whole lives. I think what I have a cheat code is nostalgia. When you talk about the Millennium Tour, the first of all of us was me. You know what I'm saying? I, before Bow Wow, before Mario, before Breezy, before whomever, there was a Sammy. So I think women or little girls at that time, they never forget their first love. They don't forget their first crush. I agree, and, you've always been a heartthrob for sure. <laughs> yeah, so like, so I was their first crush when it was like puppy love. Then I was their high school collegiate sweetheart. And now I'm like, I guess the guy that they want to marry and have kids with, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like uh, nostalgia really uh, is the tool that saved me. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, and I gotta ask, actually. man, if you could be honest. Yep. Uh, you know, you were 12 when you got in this game as a, you know, you know, the Sammy. Yeah. Can can you walk us through like your very first time with with a female? Like, is, is was that? After it's not even success? what you think. Yeah. I, was it? I, 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 I didn't lose my virginity till I was 17. So you went through five years of fame. I had a mom that didn't play. You dig? <laughs> Gotta love those black mamas. Gotta love those black yeah, mamas. Yeah, my mom, my mom was like, still is. She's a tough cookie. You know what I'm saying? She's the type of person you can bring home, uh, bring home straight A's, uh, play football and be a star out there and all that, and probably leave one spoon in the sink because you didn't clean that one spoon. And that's what she's gonna talk to you about. She's yeah. not gonna praise you for what you're supposed to do. Yeah. So um, she always, you know, uh, and I and I thank her for this because. Now, being a 35-year-old experienced man in the realm of love and being sensual with women, man, a, a lot of things, I've been through a lot of things that uh, she could she, she saved me as long as she could. When right. she turns 17, 18, you go out into the world and you make your own decisions. And I know a lot of people that's lost. It's, it's, it's crazy. You don't get to be innocent long in this right. industry. And um, the best thing she could have taken me away from or kept me away from was girls at that time. You know what I'm saying? I, was, yeah. I shouldn't have. And I'm glad I wasn't sexually active at 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 years old. At least when I did do it, I thought I knew what I was doing and getting myself into. But again, now I'm a man that knows about soul ties. Right. I know about carrying people's depression. That's not mine. Like, I'm happy, but maybe Tiffany wasn't. And that's the shorty I was just with. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, so she did her thing and, and scared the shit out of me. So I, I, I waited to <laughs> the end of high school and the first time I thought I was in love to, to, to you know, dabble into that world. Now keep it real. You said you won homecoming king and yeah, queen. I did. You, do you think you being Sammy played a role in that or it had just... to because I wasn't <laughs> because I wasn't campaigning, you know what I'm saying? Like I went against like one of the dudes that was the most popular for best dress, one of the high school football studs, like and they 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 got like real campaigns, right. t-shirts and all kind. Yeah, I ain't do nothing but put my like name in the hat and I, I won homecoming king. One of my homeboys, my best friend to this day, Farron ran against me. He was pissed because I told him I was gonna go for prom, right? But homecoming is more fun. Like prom is more serious. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna run for homecoming. And he was like, oh, I'm running. I'm like, well, <laughs> if I win, you can wear the crown. I don't even yeah. care, you know what I'm saying? So I, I ended up having to do that to, to, for him to stay my friend. He was pissed that he, uh, that he lost to me. So I took uh, the homecoming king crown and I let him rock it all night. And he felt a little better about it. Always a real one. So yeah. we gotta keep it real now. We are gonna fast forward. Go you ahead. mentioned the versus battle. Versus. That was the most epic versus yeah, in, to date. In the verse of verses. It was but the, the most, pettiest nigga on there it, was you. It was the most ghetto, <laughs> ratchet, thug, R&B, shit talking verses hey, of all we time. We didn't know y'all niggas was just funny. Yeah, I mean, you know what it is? Like all my life, I've been just this like peace, light, and love guy. Right, right, and right. that's really me, you know what I'm saying? But um, you can go now. I, 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 yeah, I'm from Florida, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was, I, I was raised in Miami and Tampa, Orlando, Fort Lauderdale, so I'm all about jokes and talking shit, especially when you can back it up. So, like, I told my manager, I was like, bro, I think that this is the one time why the whole world is watching, I'm going to show my ass. And, you know what I'm saying? And literally, like, because uh, for many years, too, a lot of my peers little bro me, you know what I'm saying? Like, sure. let's be clear. Like, I never was competing with you guys anyway. I was always just trying to be a better Sammy every right. time, right? But the verses, it's the verses. This is just the first time we can actually go in and be head to head and compete. My job is to off you. So I love that the whole world, I knew I had millions of people watching me. 
and I knew Ray J couldn't outsing me, Bobby couldn't outsing me. If Pleasure wasn't on my team, I would have killed Pleasure. Like it, it, I, I, I was. I'm going. I don't care if, who you are. Like Mario, or Marion, I have no fear. Never did. But I spent years opening up for these guys, and they just acting as though I'm supposed to be happy to be here. And I'm like, bro, I'm the pioneer of the movement. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When I when I when I used to say like when they left me off the first Millennium tour, I didn't cry about it. I spoke facts. I said. I like it. Crazy things I do for love. Hardball. You should be my girl. Come with me. Kiss me through the phone. I wrote next breath for Tank. Like, I'm just going off, right? And everybody like, not hearing me. Then I step on stage. Shout out to my brother Lloyd. He brings me out and girls go crazy in 30 seconds of I like it. And I think that's when the promoters of, you know, and shout out to G Square was like, oh, we might have made a mistake leaving this kid off. So it's like, why was I always having to overprove myself? You know what I'm saying? Over and over, like, I'm not a real singer. Like, I don't write my songs. Like, I don't vocal arrange myself. So Versus was like, this is the time to let them know, you know what I'm saying, who I am, who I was, and who I'm about to become. So um, I did my job, you know? Yeah, the one thing I liked about Versus, yeah, um, like you said, it was, it was where it was like, if you could sing, that was, came to the forefront. Like, like yeah. you stood out like... Crazy, like yeah. you and uh, Mario. I would say Mario, you, and Mario for sure. Yeah, he was being sure. niggas with rounds, niggas yeah, never yeah. heard of. <laughs> but for you, like, do you respect the studio singer versus the real singer? Because I think we all figured out at that moment. Oh, wait a minute, the industry got a lot to do it with was, niggas' success. It was beautiful because none of that was planned. You know what I'm saying? Like the shit I was talking, it was just coming out of me. Like I, I did go, I, yeah, I did go in knowing I'm about to like bully everybody in a sense, you know what I'm saying, with my talent and I'm in my shit talking because it's verses. But I think all those odd moments and those viral moments and those funny moments needed to happen to shift R&B the way it's supposed to be, right? So just to be clear, you guys didn't have much notification about when about the verses. So there was no, no practice we, time. we probably got no a call time. a week before that it might be happening. Because some people needed some practice. Yeah, once the paperwork came in, it was time to go to L.A. No sound check. Yeah. So, but you have us at this venue, and let me say this to, to some people's defense. <laughs> you Come put us, you put us at a venue, right? Six stars, uh, Casamigos over here, and this shot over here, and some people smoking. But we have nothing to do for four hours or two hours. Like you know, some people got a little two turn. Yeah. Forgetting that, that they had to go out there and sing in front of the world. But that, that comes down to being grounded. Like yeah, you said, see really me, being grounded in I your took craft some drinks, and with who you are. But I knew I wasn't going to ever be up there slurring and off key. <laughs> hey, yeah, but hey. yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, I just, I just think that all those things needed to happen for people to realize, like, man, stop comparing real singers to this guy. Right. This guy is just in a better situation, probably, <clears throat> than this guy. You know what I'm saying? This probably... It, it, it's 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 I don't I don't have nothing against those who need auto tune. Yeah. At all, I don't yeah. have nothing against those people. But I have a offense when you compare me. I only can speak for me. Like right. I'm really a singer. Right. I'm really a songwriter. I don't come with no gimmicks. I'm the most raw, uncut, unscripted. That's why I connect. Yeah, you was like the the R and B version of Jada Kiss, bro. I ain't gonna. That is exactly <laughs> you was exactly, on exactly what they were saying. Hey, hey, exactly what they were saying. Yeah. Now the funniest part to me was when y'all was singing Ray J shit better than Ray J. <laughs> Yeah. Like it, bro. Shout out to Ray J, man. <laughs> but um, he made, but y'all, uh, he helped, he did help make it funny because just, just he, Ray J well, being Ray, Ray J. Ray J is, a, is just naturally a good sport, a, a kind soul, and has become actually a big brother to me since that. Me and him didn't have a relationship prior to Versus. I think I probably did one show with Ray. But I, I've known Bob and Pleasure my my whole career damn near. But um, I, I knew, like, it's so funny, God is good. I've always loved that song, One Wish. Way, like, like, since. <laughs> Since, since like 06, right? Obviously. Yeah, I really like the song. Like it's a great song. I really love the record. So my 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 homies from high school, they know that. So when they saw the lineup, they was like, the only way you can kill him if you sing it better than him. Now, when I read it in the group chat, it just stayed in my mind subconsciously because I still didn't go in to do that, right? Man. And then I was just like, you know, feeling in tequila and I started talking shit and I was like, you should just bring it out. And I started singing it and he was getting upset. And I liked yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? At one point it's a bully. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I was like, I think he's, a, I think I'm about to force his hand. Cause if I can get him to do one wish before I have to play, I like it. Or before oh, pleasure has to no. pull Yeah, I got it. Oh, so, so it's strategy too. So oh, once, once I sung win. it so many times, he got so mad, he was forced to be like, F it. Yeah, he I'm like, do it right now. <laughs> 
But then he also was shocked that I sounded like that. He was like, I, he told me, he was like, I didn't know no. that you could sing like that. Hey, because y'all can't hear it. You know, we're, we're at home on the TV with the surround sound. We're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, hell, he going. Yeah. So um, it, 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 it played out how it needed to play out. Some people took an L that night, you know what I'm saying? And they have some making up to do. And some people won. And at this point, I think all of us are responsible for now creating great music when we go in the studio and being able to convey that energy on stage. So I'm and that's how it's supposed to be anyway. What was your expectation with Mario versus Amarion before it started? I knew for sure. So because, because, okay, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you. I thought it was going to be 20-0 Omarion. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you. Only way Omarion would have won if it was the old format. Remember, it was just you play the song. Play the song, sit, listen. And you just listen. Yeah. Omarion would have won if it was that. But see, now we're outside. People keep forgetting, like, although it was 7 million people total, I think, that watched our verses. Crazy. There was 3,000 people we was performing to. It was, in a, it was a sold out. We was in LA Live. It was BT Weekend. So oh, yeah. it was 3,000 human beings that we're looking at. Yeah, that's so it felt like an R&B cypher. So now here comes the problem. Omarion has never been a vocalist. He's always been an entertainer. Mario's always been top five vocally, as far as I'm concerned, for me, right. you know what I'm saying, of, of our time. So I knew once it was a performing format, Mario was going to eat him alive because he can really sing. Yeah. And this was the beauty of having a crowd. It's like, if you could sing, you're going to kill your person if, that, if he can't. You know what I'm saying? If I can do one wish better than Ray J, yeah. Ray J's gonna kill himself. I just have to get him to do it. You know right. what I mean? And I, I, I thought that Mario did exactly what he needed to do. Bro, Mario's up there beating it with songs I never heard, bro. Yeah, cut it, cut I was it, like, what the fuck is going on? Hey. He, can, he can sing his ass off. And I, and I don't think that people, again, it needed to happen that way though. You know what Mario I'm saying? For, hey, I ain't gonna lie, that, who? Mario versus Sammy. That's that that should have been. That's what battle. it should have been, but yeah. But uh, you know, yeah. I, I don't bow down to no man. There you go. Be clear, Mario and anybody else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mario, be clear. Mario. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I I really I really I really like. I'm not. I've shared stages with Tank, who is right. a, a, a. That's my. That's yeah. That's yeah. A, he top. I love me. Tank. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I've I've written a song for Tank. He's we got songs together. Like it's certain people. If you can't sing, you are scared to get in the studio with. Right. I want to get in the studio with Brandy, my favorite vocalist of all time, female. Like she's gonna make me step up to, you know, my top tier potential. Right. I would love to go against Mario if it was the verses like, you know, orchestrated that way. Right. Now I wouldn't drink no Casamigos or smoke on that particular day because <laughs> right. I know I know how he coming. You know what right. I'm saying? But for mine, mine was a breeze. Like it's nobody that they, that they had put me against that. Can sing, you know what right. I'm saying? And then I and then I I knew the world didn't know I was coming with the showmanship and the shit talking. Cause Sammy don't do that. I'm always just so thankful to be in the room. Right. I wanted to take over the room. So so do you think that's the problem with the game right now? Is that it's more so that they just find a person with the image and then just auto tune them and make them sing versus actually getting the talent? Well, it's a lot wrong with the game now because. When I came in, there was artist development, right? Which means you go to media training and you learn how to counter certain questions that can cause controversy or get you canceled. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you learn to sing and, and, and dance at the same time, work out and run and jog and sing at the same time. I was 12 in R&B boot camp doing that, right? There's no more artist development. It's SoundCloud numbers, Instagram numbers, TikTok, TikTok challenges. Snapchat, like, it's like, oh, if that song got two million hits today, sign them and throw them to the world. You know, I was just joking, but I wasn't that serious. I don't know, the period I girl, right? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Period I, period I. When that when that went viral on TikTok, I put under one of the blogs that I posted, I was like, y'all posting her, she will have a deal soon. And then like fast forward, last week I saw that she has like security and she's getting booked and fans going crazy, not knocking it. Just telling you how easy it is now to be famous and not talented or not musically inclined. So that's the problem. The problem is just a social media driven world opposed to you can actually sing. Let me put millions behind you. You can actually rap and you got some substance to talk about. Let me get you and, and groom you. 
Nah, if you so got enough say, hits, they throw you, you to the you world. Think that's what R and B is missing right now. Is the fact that they don't do any um, branding anymore. They don't do any artist development. That is all about the social media. Social media. R and B is popping in the world of women. You know what I'm saying? This is Kaylani, Seven Streeter. You're welcome. Uh, Summer Walker, her Scissor. It's it's a LMA. It's a plethora. The list goes on and on. And shout out to those queens, right? But I will also say, um, they forced hip hip hop is the most number one influential genre of all time now. Yeah. It's not even country music. Like Thanks. it used to be country music then. Yeah. No, it's hip hop. So what happened with hip hop or what happened to R and B, especially male R and B, if you want to get on the radio, you gotta degrade a woman. Right? Because that's what that's what the hip hop guys are doing. Yeah, yeah. If you want to get on the radio, you also have to turn on autotune because now Future will go get Young Thug featured on a hook. They're sing rapping together when back in the day, Future would have to go get a Trey Songz or a Chris Brown or a Sammy. Exactly. So now we have to turn on auto-tune, degrade women and change the concept. So it's no more making love, no more I'm sorry if I cheated, no more singing in the rain, no more grabbing air because melody is considered R&B. The, even the categories with award shows are all misconstrued. You know what I'm saying? Right. Tory Lanez is what? I wouldn't necessarily say an R&B singer, although he can sing. Yeah. I wouldn't say... Uh, Black is a R&B singer, although he can sing. These, they have a very hip-hop cadence delivery with melody. So now it's just this confused space with R&B that if you are just a natural crooner, oh, we're going to throw you to Urban AC. That's where Tank is winning. Yeah. The same where Charlie Wilson is winning. Exactly. You see that? Yeah. The same where Keith Sweat is winning. Yeah. So then you might get a peak of Kevin Ross. Like, where's the space for the Sammys, the Pleasures, the Ray J's, the... The, the Bobby V's, the Mario's, the Amarion's. Yeah, we don't have a space on, mm -hmm. on radio. So, so it's a tricky place. It's, it's a lot of dope R&B. Lucky Day is dope. It's so many Luke yeah. James is dope. I was telling them, I'm an R&B nigga. I, I, I listen to R&B. Yeah. I can name like 20 people that people probably never heard of. Yeah, you have to, that's, that's the playlist. Those are the people you go yeah. search on Apple Music and yeah. Spotify and Tidal. And you're like, oh, it's, it's a space. Yeah. We're, we're, it's real substance here, but they don't mainstream it anymore. But I think it's about to come full circle because... Finally, everyone's tired of the auto-tune. Right. Finally, everyone's tired of the sad music. Somebody need to fall in love. Somebody, you know right. what I'm saying? Or, or be sorry for, and remorseful for falling out of love. Hey, but, tell me how to give a girl, yeah, man. where's the vulnerability? I want to ride and sing. Yeah, I want to yeah. smoke a skokie. <laughs> Sammy, have you ever had to get your girl back, man? And how did you do it, man? Oh, yeah. I mean, I made a few mistakes. So how did you do it, man? Um, one is like being apologetic, but not just saying it, but change behavior. Right? You can't just say you're sorry. You got to show you're sorry. Um, so what did you actually do? Man, uh, <laughs> what did you? I don't, I, don't, I don't know if you would have got me back. What did you actually do? I changed, change, change, change my number, right? Cut off the access That's to the devices. Not. Nah, you got to You got to throw the whole phone away. Change what you like on Instagram, and you know what I'm saying. Like a lot of this stuff is serious. I, I was it joking is. about this, but one time I, I found myself. You know when the Explore page goes with the algorithms, what you like. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. your Explore page. Yeah, my yeah. Explore page was just baddie, 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 yeah. bikini, bikini. I'm like, damn, I got a little problem. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, nah, for sure. Now it's like Animal Planet and there you go. Lakers, <laughs> Tom Brady, like kids football, kids football. Yeah, change, that's man. it. So you just have to change your behavior, change your habits, and really own up to you know, your shortcomings, for real, for real. And a woman has the capacity in their heart, most of them, to forgive you at least once. Now it's on you to, you know, be consistent in your change. Man, keep, keep it a bean. Yeah. Every, every rapper's done this. I don't know if the R&B singer done this. Then took a girl to the studio, let her get on the track, and made her feel like she was about to really be on the track no, and take her ass straight nah. off the <laughs> Like she about to get a deal and all that? Yeah, yeah, you about to make it. Up. No, that's, that's what the rap, that is a rapper move. <laughs> Nah, nah, nah. I never had to do that. Never had to do that. It's just, it's just like change the number, be mindful of what I'm liking, and cutting off whatever the vice was that led me astray. You know okay, so you're. I see that you're kumbaya. We love that, right? Yeah. So, did you? What have you ever had a crazy chick? And what did you do? How you get rid well, of her? I, I How attract, crazy did it I, get? I, I, I attract the crazies. I do. No, I How do. How crazy? Like showed up at your house, oh, that like tattooed your face. Times, I mean, because you got some crazy that, stuff going on. The pop-ups happened with one ex at least three times. Mostly she popped up, though, when we were in the gray area. See, me, I'm a black or white kind of guy. We either together or we not together. That little, I'm trying to figure it out, 
space, I do a lot of damage in that time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Smashing through that. <laughs> right. So uh, I think the craziest thing, and I could talk about it now, but it was a serious thing, man. And uh, I'm glad we made peace. You know who you are. There you go. Uh, this girl was trying to like make it back official with me. And I was like, nah, I'm not in that space no more. You got some things you need to work on. I got some things I need to work on. Technically, we're very toxic. I think we just need to let it go. Yeah. She wasn't hearing that, right? And I had a flight to catch the next morning to go to LA to finish my album. About three, mind you, I do have a girl at the crib. Like, I got a lady friend sleep, sleeping over, and she's gonna take me to the airport in the morning. So it's like three, four in the morning, I hear some noises in my backyard. I have two pit bulls, right? So it wasn't like they were aggressive, though. It was kind of like, they knew the person. There we go. So, so I was like, I know this isn't who I think it is in my backyard, which you have to open the gate and know that, you know, know these dogs for them not to, to maul you. So I tell the girl, I was like, I'll be right back, throwing some like sweats. And I go downstairs, y'all, and I see two of her shoes. Oh, shit. She has taken movie. her shoe off so she can like tiptoe oh, in it's the a crib. Movie. So I'm spooked because I do know she's in the crib. Oh, shit. And I used to leave my back door unlocked because who's going to jump a gate, not get ate up by the pit bulls, then come through the door peacefully. So I never used to lock the back door, and only she knows that. So I'm like checking the pantry, I'm checking the closet, I'm checking the garage, no so-and-so, I won't say her name. So the way my house is, it's neutral downstairs, it's rooms upstairs. Yeah. She didn't go in my room because the girl would have been getting beat up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just mad quiet. So something just said, go right, bro. And I go to the right, and she's just like standing on the wall, y'all, in the dark. And, oh, shit. And I flick the light on. And I go like, you crazy. <laughs> oh, this is a scary and she, movie. And she go, bow. Oh, oh. Yeah, I didn't know it was coming. Good, good one, too. And uh, it's hard to like defend yourself against a girl. You know what I'm saying? Because you can't beat her up, but you can't just get your ass whooped at the same time. So I'm trying, this is the first time I'm going through this, trying to process. What's I'm, going on? I'm like, I'm, yeah. She broke in the house, came, which means she was upstairs before I even got my sweats on. She was moving to go around. downstairs. So it was just a big, big, big commotion, little, little match where I had to just kind of hold her down. And she called me all kinds of names. I'm talking my shit. And it was just a very toxic situation. And uh, after- You called the laws? Did, did, huh? Oh, no, I lost. I lost. I lost. I mean, no, do you call the laws? Like, is it a police no, situation? No, so, so she wanted me to, actually. She was like, call the cops. Because now, you know, I'm trying to stop her, too. So when, I, when she said that, that was a little scary because- yeah, we, uh, <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Like, I got 50 tattoos, beard. They, they think I'm a thug. Now they think I'm abusing the girl. And it's the whole, I probably want to get my story out and be on the shade room by tomorrow. Yeah. And it was just, a, she ended up finally leaving after a lot of commotion. And um, I remember going to the airport the next day. Like, I didn't get no sleep. The this, this shit probably ended like five in the morning. I had a 7 30, 8 o'clock flight to LA. I go to my manager, Skino. I'm like, bro, you'll never believe what I just went through, dog. I was like, it might be on the blogs when we land in LA. <laughs> I was like, shorty broke in the crib. She beat my ass. I'm trying to like touch her with her. It was a whole thing. So like, I could see how guys who never even got into a physical altercation with a woman in one split second. Can end up in a situation. Yeah, because what if I would have just swung one time? I just once. I really think that that's only guys who got that good. I mean, I mean I'm the go at everything I do. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so, so you, must, you must have had that good. I mean, I mean, I'm a Pisces and an R&B sensation. You can't sing and talk about the things I talk about Listen, without being the best in bed. That's that comes. My with favorite the... song is Sheets. See? Okay. Yeah. So. It, see. Tsunami. Okay. Sheets is my favorite. So, have you ever fucked to your own music? Yeah, but that's not my preference. But if a woman wants, why not to do that? Because it's me. Like I created for them or the men to set the mood for the lady or something like that. But I mean, women have. Damn near asked me to sing while we having sex, which I've never done. That's weird. Wow. But uh, I've, I've had, I've had, I, <laughs> I've had sex to my music, but I don't. That's not my 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 go to. But okay. you know, I'm a passionate man, so anything I do, I try to be the best at it. So taking it back to the music, yeah. tell me your top five, your your Mount Rushmore of R and B. No chronological order: Stevie Wonder, um, Marvin Gaye, Usher Raymond. Um, Tank, I'll put him there. And then, you know, I'm not scared to say it. The king of R&B is behind bars, R. Kelly. Yeah. Yeah, I know people be trying to shy away from that narrative, but, you know, I'm able to not separate the two, but just understand that there was nobody as uh, diverse as R. Kelly. And I say that in the sense of 
he'll give you a I Believe I Can Fly or The World's Greatest, and then he'll give you uh, TP2.com, and then he can sing on the hook of a Jeezy record and then go do a whole gospel album and everything resonated. So, so speaking like, on that. I've never seen any R&B dude be able to navigate through all the genres like Kells. And that's a good point. Speaking on that, particularly though, have you ever been in a situation? I mean, I know I'm seeing a lot of people are dealing with that. Trey Songs are dealing is dealing with accusations. You know, we know our Kelly's accusations. Have you yourself ever been in a situation where you've had? I mean, you seem like a pretty stand up guy. I'd be chilling, man. I'll, how do you I'll, keep yourself out of those situations? I think I think uh, it comes with one discernment. I don't. I'm scared of the. I like the girls that's out the way. If that makes Talk sense. Okay. That's the that's thousand first. problems. So like, yeah, no, that, that's serious. Oh girls with no, no shade to, yeah, the, the girls with the 30, 50, 100, 50, 200, that's getting flued out this weekend. For the streets. Paddock this weekend, Roly this, that. I already know kind of what you're coming with on that energy time, right? And that's a transactional thing, and I'm not, I'm too intimate to even move Man, like that. I don't trick. I don't fly girls out. You talk can be my lady and I'll do it or I'll be dating, but I'm not. No girl got receipts on me on none of that. That's one. So discernment. I like the nine to five worker, the girl that goes to college or whatever, like the safe girl. Being two, I'm a nice guy. Like like literally my mom raised me and my dad with, with integrity, morals, ethics. You know what I'm saying? I don't force no girl to do nothing. I don't have no issues like I'm chilling, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. If we vibing, we vibing. Um, so I've just been able to stay out the way. And then you kind of, you know, cover your trails too. I think Chris Brown, they had said something negative and then he popped up and showed the receipts like. Yeah, yeah like, hey, listen. That's important. Very important, very important. That's, in, that's <laughs> important. And they, I had a good, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. show, like, like, so I just, I just treat girls with respect and I stay away from those who, uh, I feel are messy. I don't want no smoke. You know what I'm saying? I, I I got too much to lose. I've overcome too much in my life to allow a woman to uh just tear me down. You know what I'm saying? And and at 35, like I've also done it all, seen it all. So yeah. it's nothing that I'm going to forcefully make anybody do. It's not even that deep for me. I'm trying to bask in godliness, continue to make my bread, take care of my family, get home safely. I am a black man. You know what I'm saying? Like. We got enough issues, so I'm not just that kind of guy that be in the way. I don't go to clubs unless I'm getting paid. Talk I don't like strip clubs, so I'm on the strip club if I get paid. Talk to him. All uh, these things keep you out the way. I can't get in trouble if I'm just at the gym in the studio or a little hookah lounge that I frequent. You know what I mean? I yeah. don't want no problems. Like I'm chilling. Now I, I seen a, a a graphic that had you, Ray J, Pleasure P. And uh, Bobby uh, Valentino. RSVP. RSVP. So yeah. is that a real group? Is it's that a, a real, real thing? thing um, that the world and Versus did. Uh, so I, that literally just happened? Like y'all literally was like at the Versus? We gonna well, do that's not how it happened. Okay. So like it was some layers to it. Uh, I think a fan text or messaged Bobby V RSVP, right? Oh, that's wild. Yeah, a fan <laughs> did it. And then Bobby said... He texted me, he was like, RSVP, and I was like, what is that? And he was like, Ray, Sammy, Valentino, pleasure. I was like, that shit's dope. But that, I left it at that. I didn't think ever to be in a group. I'm not a group guy. All of us are soloists and crazy in our own way, clearly. He's seen verses. Uh, but then um, Ray J, I guess they had a huddle because I was the last one that was kind of like, yeah, because she was wilding on niggas. Seeing if I was on board. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, no, so, Sammy. Yeah, so they hit me, and I was like, uh, I don't know, because honestly, the way Versus had went, I was going to detach myself from the chaos because I did what I was supposed to do. Right. But honestly, man, um, once we got in the studio and I got around these guys, the energy and the love and the star power, I can't explain it. It's something y'all got to see for yourselves. It's bigger than anything Sammy has done by himself. Right. To be honest, like we have an amazing album together. We've grown this uh, camaraderie and this bond and this brotherhood. Like we talk every day, FaceTime, just take random trips to DR, you know what I'm saying? And, and and really check on each other's mental and spirit now. Like we've become brothers in this last three, four months since Versus. So it's a real thing. It's just a matter of, man, groups is a group. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. And I ain't talking ego or none of that. I'm talking yeah. about Pleasure has his own vision. Bobby has his own vision. Ray J's this <laughs> way, I'm that way. So it's right. just trying to find that like happy place so we can actually execute everything. But the music is done. The right. photo shoot was done. So next up is just seeing how we want to facilitate it, how we want to 
deliver it to the world. But it's a real thing. See, and the, the reason why I thought that was dope is because you see the like you got you see Drake and Twenty One dropping an album. You yeah. see Drake and Future dropping an album. Yeah. This is the first time we've actually seen R and B superstars link Come up together and do something. Why does and, that not happen more? You know, we're worse, we're worse than uh, honestly we're worse than rappers when it comes to y'all sensitive about y'all shit. Just, just, just sensitive. Period. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's two things I always say that men fight over: money and women. So R&B dudes are what? Ladies men. So we, we, we don't know until now. Like, yo, Ray, you call some girls. I call some girls. Bob, you call some girls. Pete, and we all just go party together, right? Nah, because you always usually have that one that's trying to beat a man. Correct. So you don't see a lot of R&B guys come together because somebody's trying to be the king instead of being a king with self and being able to stand amongst other kings. So I think we owe it at least to the culture. Maybe this don't go five, 10 albums deep, right? But let's do one complete project, one dope tour and change the narrative of the unification or the, uh, the lack thereof in R&B. So that's why, I, trust me, I, I quit the group once a month. You know what I'm saying? But, 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 but at the end of the day, it's like, because I'm, I'm so passionate about things that I do and I'm very structured and I'm very like calculated, Ray J's not. Ray J's here, there, shooting this show, shooting that. Pleasure. He has his thing. Bob wants to go play basketball and tennis. So, like, just keeping us together keeping and schedule. focused is is, focus is the key. But I think we're going to be all right once we really facilitate where we want to put the project and how we want to put it out. So, you say you guys do make it happen. Mm -hmm. Are you going to... Are you concerned that there may be a little Fizz Omarion situation with any of the ladies? I mean, how do you, was Fizz wrong? Anybody, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I had to think about which instant because. But, would you, but you said that that happens, when he right? Messed with, when he messed with April? Is there not a, no, that's, 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 is there not a scenario I don't, I don't, where that's okay? I don't know Fizz, I don't even have a relationship with Omarion like that. Raz is my man, shout out to Bugs. Under no circumstances from where I'm from, where I'm from. Am I messing with my brother's baby moms or, or girlfriend? Yeah, There's too many girls in the world. There's too many women. I, it, when people do that, because this happened to me, not like I don't know baby moms or nothing like that, but I've had homies purposely try to come after me. That to me is like a person that's envious. And you feel like you're getting a one-up or you securing something with self because you got this girl that I had. So for me, where I'm from, and I don't, again, I don't know Fizz, God bless him, God bless Owen, the whole B2K situation. That's their business, but since it's out there and you asked me about it, <coughs> I've cut from a cloth where if this is my brother, that girl is my sister. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, my yeah. manager is my brother. Yeah. His girlfriend is my sister. Yeah. I don't even know what her Instagram is. I don't follow her on Instagram. But when yeah. I see them, I see her, how you doing sister? Love, right. sister. Love and that's me. it. Because there's nothing in me that wants my brother's shorty. Yeah. Like, I'm whole Sammy. There's a plethora of women out here that I think will kind of sort of like me. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? And yeah. yeah, so it's just, you know, that to me, when guys do that, it's a thing inside of them that they have some malice and some envy uh, energy towards you. And that's how, that's how they execute it. Yeah. They think, like, if I, you hear, you hear rappers all the time. Yeah. I F yo. <laughs> it makes them feel good. They targeted them. Yeah, because you got some envy towards that man. So for yeah. me, I don't, I don't move like that. Now, there's another super group. Um, there was Tank, Genuine, and Tyrese. TGT. TGT. Yeah. Now, if we was to do a TGT versus RSVP versus, just say y'all had y'all music together. They had one album and fell off. Y'all got one album and y'all doing y'all thing. Who do you think would? It's just just the, 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 the group albums. The group, line? just the group uh, album. That's it. Not, that's it. Not, not the solo shit. Genuine, by the way, is a goat in, him, in his yeah, own right sure. that people don't talk about enough. For sure, so that's was, my okay, favorite. But you're talking about album against album? Album versus album. Uh, I got to go back to TGT, but um, it's actually no comparison, to be honest with you. And I'm going gotcha. to say why. Like, we are making a lot of love on this album, if that makes sense. This is a... Uh, I don't want to compare us to nobody, but it's a, it's a 2022... Jodeci's like it's oh, not shit. it's not it's it's bedroom music like babies oh, yeah. will be oh y'all bringing it back yeah, oh, yeah babies will be created yeah. from this album oh, TGT I don't think was just that like this album is strictly like 
there's no playlist for girls to make love to. Facts, bro. You know what I'm saying? I've been wondering, like, what the hell are girls sexing to these Man, days? They fucking, because, a gun, they fucking a gunner in the future, yeah, bro. Shit's right? weird. So, so, so. <laughs> That's what's happening. Or some throwbacks for real. So, like, this album, this album is yeah. strictly for the fellas to set the mood for the ladies and for the ladies to feel sexy and, and, yeah. and, and vibe to. Uh, vibe to. So, it's not, it's, I couldn't even compare. That's hard. That's hard, man. Um, so what what's next? You know what I'm saying for for Sammy. You know what I'm saying like yeah. I, I jammed your album, man. You got an EP out, uh, Sad Sad Sheets. Sad yeah, Sheets, that's man. why I created that. Like it's kind of that way. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that shit was dope. Uh, Casamigos, Pussy Thanks. Cry, and uh, I think it was the, the very last song. No my kids three, allowed. No kids allowed. My my three favorite songs. Thank you. Um, but I gotta ask you, Pussy Cry, man. <laughs> Yeah. What, how did you come up with that whole concept? That's a wild concept. Man, um, I've never put out a whole project that was just about sex right. and making love, never. You know, I always put one or two classics on an album, but never just a project dedicated to that. Again, I'm trying to figure out like, what are women Man, making love that. to? So uh, I'm also a Pisces and I'm a songwriter, so I always try to not to let the song title be an obvious. So Pussy oh, yeah. Cry, you know, that's, that was pretty obvious to me. Huh? That was that was that was the one. That was that was obvious, but also like I've reached a point in my life and in my career where I truly just want to um, be as bold as I've ever been. You know what I'm saying? There you go. I'm not hiding nothing. I'm not scared of nothing. I'm not scared to fail in front of y'all. I'm not scared of nothing anymore. I've spent too much time just trying to be so perfect and calculated and clean. And oh, yeah. that ain't really all the way me. You know what I'm saying? I've made a lot of mistakes that just wasn't magnified. And uh, because I have this new awakening of self in my uh, sexuality and how I want to convey myself to women uh, and my business moves, like I'm not afraid to get in front of it. So pussy cries bold, no kids allowed. There's a lot of kids around my age demographic, excuse me, girls that got kids. Oh, Where's yeah. that song where you like, look, I already got that taken care of. We got the babysitter, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Turn we good, it it's about me and you tonight. So I just want to touch on those things where, uh, it's like barbershop conversation. We'll talk about that amongst ourselves, yeah. but we don't feel masculine or man enough to say it, you know what I mean? Uh, in a song or to exactly. a woman. So that's where that vulnerability and that transparency comes from. Now I ain't gonna lie, be bearded up Sammy is a, is a whole different beast, you know what I'm saying? Oh, Ver versus non-bearded Sammy. Now, I gotta ask, uh, outside of your own music, what yeah. would you say is the greatest love-making song of all time? Sammy's oh, wow. choice. You know, they gotta have the babies now, ain't no abortion, so. Oh God, he they went through. They gotta have them. <laughs> um, damn, I can't say if I could pinpoint one song but but again, you know, and I know people are gonna feel the kind of way. Nah, it would be a R. Kelly twelve play album. Oh, yeah. oh come on now, come yeah. on, now. that's gonna set it off. Yeah, and then 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 sex, love, and pain. Tank. Oh yeah. Tank. Yeah, that's those, those those are vibes. Um, yeah, those are like as far as I'm trying to remember when we used to have CDs and you would have like five yeah, yeah, yeah. and just let it play until you you know did your thing. So yeah, those would be my. First top two that came to my mind, 12 play and, and sex, love, and pain for sure. Okay, now we, we be having this debate, right? Genuine versus Tank, uh, Tyrese, man. In, a, in what? Just who can sing better? See, I said genuine. Tyrese is a better singer, but as far as catalog and discography. Man, I don't know, man. Genuine, genuine be, I don't know. Yeah, Tyrese, Tyrese, Tyrese can sing. Tyrese can sing. Tyrese got Tyrese that. Okay, let me ask you something. Somebody that you've always wanted to work with that you haven't got to work with. Go ahead, shoot your shot right now. Um, it's so cliche, but I'm a huge Drizzy fan. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause if I if I that if I was a rapper, I would be Drake. I would be Drake, cause he's very vulnerable and very. Where your manager at? Cause yeah, that need to happen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love I love Drake. I love Drake for real, for real. Um, he's very diverse. Of course, he's able to do melody, but also spit bars and um. He's always ahead of the time, his his time also. But just his storytelling, I'd be like, damn, like that's yeah, that I, happen, I, I happened to that. me. Yeah, yeah. So so I think just being honest and vulnerable uh, without it being forced, a Sammy Drake feature would be like a dream come true. That'd be crazy. Yeah. Now Diddy, uh, P Diddy said that R and B is dead. Mm -hmm. Now the reason he said it was because. He feels like the marketing push behind R&B music isn't there what it was back in the 90s, early 2000s in your that era. Part. Um, so yeah, with that part and as far as the budget not being there from labels to push yeah. strong R&B music, um, even what y'all are doing and what you're doing yourself, 
do you feel like with a with the right label push and the right label budget, R&B could take back over the forefront? Yeah, it's easy. You're just not getting those two, three million dollar budgets that you give rappers to. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, you again, you can't even hear R&B on the radio unless you go to an urban AC station, yeah. exactly. which is a... The, the demographic is anywhere from 20 to 60 years old. You know what I'm saying? So uh, long. I'm glad he said it and, and then elaborated on what he meant by it because R&B is very much alive. Yeah, very much. It's just not force-fed on us like the Futures and the Gunners and the Little Babies and the Babies, et cetera. You know what I'm saying? Like, And not saying they're not dope, but that's all you're going to hear if you turn on the radio or the Cardis or the Megs. It's right. just hip-hop. Right. Put a bag be behind a hit R&B record, and it'll change the whole spectrum of where R&B is. It will no longer be a hidden gem. It'll be right in everyone's face for them to find. See, I, I feel like it's smoke and mirrors, because I think, because like Summer Walker has one of the best albums, R&B albums that came out in a while, For sure, right? yep. And like, when I listen to rap music, I don't typically go back to it. But an R&B album, it's well, over and over and over. I always tell people, R&B makes the world go round. Facts. Everyone speaks R&B. You know Facts. what I'm saying? Certain hip hop you can't listen to because if you're not from the streets and never lived that, right. that might not be your cup of tea. You right. might be more of the backpack rap, you know, or you like the lyricist. But R&B, everyone has experienced love. Everyone has experienced heartbreak. So um, those those records, if they're, again, championed and pushed the right way, people, they want R&B forever. You know what I'm saying? I got a question for you, and this is, um, I want you to jump in the mind of somebody who's trying to get into the R&B right now, right? Yeah. How would you go about doing it? Because I don't really see a lot of platforms for R&B artists to kind of get, you know, it's like with rap, there's so many different platforms for them to go on and talk their mm -hmm. stuff. And if, if you were doing R&B as a new R&B guy right now, how would you go approach it? I mean, there's no one way, uh, but the internet is your friend. It's the easiest way to come back because that's actually the tool that brought me back. I started really like looking at the logistics uh, of my, my social handles. My Instagram engagement is top tier. I might tweet something and no one gives a shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'd be abandoned in Snapchat. Right. So you have to find where your fan base is going to be and then be consistent on it. Because I have been singing snippets of songs on Instagram since Instagram was a thing. Mm. And then Shade Room gave me a platform that one beautiful day, June 30th, 2016, and then the world chose Sammy back. There you go. So the consistency, you find where your base is, if it's YouTube, if it's TikTok, and then you just feed them with content, all it takes is one to stick. You know what I mean? So a lot of people, they get discouraged when you only get 100 views a day. You know what I'm saying? Or 50,000 streams in six months, it took that. I remember all that time. I did the slow grind, you yeah. feel me? Me and my manager was hand delivering CDs out to the world in 2015. Yeah, the fact that you was already at the top already, of the world. Thank you. But in, in our end, and this is after having meetings with labels who said, your music is still jamming. You still got to look. But nah. But you know why? Because I didn't have the numbers. Can I just say that you still look great? Ah, uh, thank you. You still look great. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So yeah, I just I appreciate that. I, I, would, I, would, I would just say, nah, for real, just find where your fan base, uh, where you're thriving and be consistent. It's crazy because a lot of people before in 2016, before you went viral, and even with the verses, like from, they were like wondering where Sammy been. They like, where's Sammy? And I put in a lot of work since 2016 to 2022. Three albums, Talk three EPs. All of them debuted top five on iTunes, top 10 on Apple Music, three uh, independently charted on Billboard. Like these are things I don't care about, by the way, right? Because to happening. me, the music is free. If you pay $9.99 to any digital streaming platform, you get everybody's catalog for $10. So oh, yeah. do we really care about first week sales? I don't. It, I care about having a community of listeners over time to go somewhere as a melting pot to discover me. And I think that's the beauty of my story. Like, I'm a slow burning fire. Right. You thought you seen Sammy and, oh, he's back 2016. But there's people until this verse is just like... Does that bother you um, that it took something like that for people to be like, oh, damn, he can really sing. Like, people really found out you could sing on verses. Like, sing, sing. You know what I'm saying? It used to bother me. It used to bother me. I used to care so much about being one of the best singers and one of the best just overall. Like, I really also write. I really yeah. vocal arrange myself. I really blend myself. I really sequence my album. Like, this is something that Troy Taylor, shout out to my pops and mentor, taught me to be, be when, when the world wasn't watching. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. So when you do go viral, you got a plethora of other records to continue the, 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 the journey. But 
God, again, wrote my story very unique. And I'm just, you know, uh, uh, the main character in it. So if it takes the shade room to post me whenever they so choose to, or me to get the verses call and for me to show out like that for people to realize who I am, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? It's just at the end of the day, you're going to know that I was always one of the best doing it since my time, since I clocked in. And I'm just curious because, you know, we're in Texas. Yeah. Uh, you, you're on the Millennium Tour right now in Dallas. You'll be back again in Houston on Saturday. Um, we grew up to R&B, but also to the screwed and chopped yeah, R&B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you, a, were you a fan of that? Were you a part of that movement? Because your music got screwed and chopped yeah, a lot. Yeah, they, they, they do that all the time. And actually, I don't know if y'all know, but they do that in Florida all the time. Okay, so they talk used to, to them. They used to drive the, the, the box Chevys and the donks, yeah, the they call dunks. them, and they slow them down. They got their subwoofers in the back. So that's been the thing. So okay. it's like funny that, yeah, of course, it's originated in Texas, but Florida is, they, they yeah, been- second home yeah, over they, we locked in though. Yeah, yeah. Right. Fuck action uh, yeah. one through seventy five. Yeah. <laughs> now yeah. I'm just curious because you're in the industry and I just want your take on it. Um, when you see a situation like Kanye West and everything that's being taken from him from statements he made, um, do you and yourself, as far as your celebrityism, be careful as far as what you know what can be given to you can be easily taken away for by sure. the powers that be? For, for sure, you um. You have to be mindful. I think we all, as artists and creatives, any public figure, whether we want to be role models or not, to someone we are, right? And you have to be very, very, very cautious of what you say, how you say it, um, who you offend. Um, I'm confused, by the way, with and and, and I'm, a, I'm I think we're all confused with what's going on with Kanye, right? Like, like I don't, you know, I've never met him, but I was. Kanye's fan of, of at least of his music and his fashion, but um, I don't want to offend any community. You know what I'm saying? I think we as a people need to stop diversifying ourselves. That's the problem with the world anyway. There's no unity. You know what I'm saying? And I think you have to be very mindful of how you articulate certain things. And I don't care how passionate you are, how big you are. We all answer to somebody. Me personally, my maker is God. He he has the final say. Um, but I'm still very aware that there are labels and structures and presidents and VPs and CEOs, you know what I'm saying? It's a machine. And we all come from different ethnic backgrounds, different beliefs, different uh, perspectives on politics. And you just gotta be, you gotta kinda believe in what you believe in and, and speak your truths, but not offend anyone. And I think he said something, I did see a lot of, uh, it's, like I said, I'm confused because it's so much, but I did see him say that he apologized because he was one of those persons that uh, came from a place of hurt people hurt people. I believe in that idiom, but I want to remix it and say hurt people can heal people. You feel what I'm saying? So if, if a Caucasian man came in here right now and called me out of my name and said something derogatory, yeah, I might want to punch him in the face and fix his, his jaw so he'd never say that again. But then there's also a way maybe I could just love him through his ignorance and he can see that, oh, that young black man or that melanated man change my perspective. He's not an animal. He's not cruel. So hurt people don't have to hurt people. Hurt people um, can heal. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just think that, you know, we all have our path and, and, and we're all in control of the words that we convey and then understand that there are some consequences. I think that we live in an overly sensitive society though. Would you agree? Like everything is oversensitized. Like you can't say one thing, you yeah. can't do one thing. Like how do you even operate in that type of setting. Yeah, I where think everything um, can be taken out of context. You what, see, like, what has happened is social media has given everyone a voice. I say something right now someone don't like. I, I said that I, I think R. Kelly was the king of R&B. Although I don't agree with nothing he's done in his personal life and his demons. You might get, oh, how dare you still say R. Kelly's name? Like, right. I'm going to stand on that because I know what I'm saying. You understand what I'm saying? I know that I don't agree with anything that's against the law and touching young women and things, you know what I'm saying, against their will and young women that's not of age. I never said that. You would never get that. What I said is, to me, he was the king of R&B at one point. So, so you got to kind of also understand you can't please the world. The key to unhappiness is trying to please everybody. Correct. And those who are for you will get you and those who don't won't be. And I, I have peace in that, Man. me personally. Man, see, that's a 35-year-old. That's wisdom right there. That's that's wisdom right grace. there. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> now, now, I'm curious, um, have they ever approached you to do Love and Hip Hop? Five times. And you keep saying Five what? Five no's. Why do you keep saying no to that? Uh, this was way before the viral moment, by the way, of 
the shade room, and then maybe twice or once after. Um, for me, I just never wanted anybody to control Sammy's narrative. Mm. I you feel you. That? Absolutely not. Because still not letting him control. No, nah, no, no one, no one's gonna tell the Sammy story better than me. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't want me just on there going to the gym, going to the studio, and hanging out with my pit bulls. Would you do any reality you show? You need me to date somebody, cause some commotion. She shit on me, I shit mm -hmm. on her. Something just entertaining. People like negativity. You know why people like the verses? Because our shit was just all over the place. But if I just if everyone went up there on some kumbaya time, we would have had the most boring verses of all time. Correct. So that's the only that's about as entertaining as I'm gonna get is what y'all see on verses. I'm not somebody that's gonna put the fate of my character, my integrity, my morals, and, and ethical codes in a, in somebody's hand for some cameras to be in my face. You know, if it's surrounded around music, you know, you know, I'm in a group with RSVP, right? If y'all want to put that together, I then I can control that narrative, but it's not going to be about who I'm sexing, who I'm dating, and what comes with that. Okay, I got one last question. You know, I got to represent for the ladies. Yeah. What does any What does a girl have to do to get your attention? Like, how can someone? I know you said you like them that are underneath the cover or like not really outside like that. Yeah. So, what would a woman have to do to really get your attention? I mean, there's a plethora of things, but I, I like when girls are kind of like assertive too. I know the man is supposed to be the initiator most times, you know, but I've spent a lot of my life being Sammy, so I kind of don't really, I just had to get in my adulthood learn to approach a girl if you want to. Because if you don't give me the eye, stare too long, I, I, don't, I don't catch the, the vibe, I don't really go for it. So I like when girls are a little aggressive, you know, subtle things. It could be eye contact, you know, you can see someone seeing you. I like that. Um, do, do you tell them you're Sammy? Or do you let, nah, nah, let nah, it build? Nah, nah, I mean, they, they know, though. Like, like I've never met a... You don't a, even trust... Nah, they <laughs> yeah, I've never really dated... I, I've never had the luxury. I would love that. The luxury. Yeah, you ain't never just used that shit for no Never. Boy. It's a bad one over there. You ain't never just... Never, never. You never, never serenaded them? Never, never man, use it. Never man, use I'd be my butt ass at the piano just singing. Just, <laughs> <laughs> nah, because I think that because that comes with, that's a, that's a problem too. When you do find a girl you like, or you don't know if they're here for your your money and your yeah. your, your fame or yeah, to get clout. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, and that's and especially <laughs> and in this demographic, you know what I'm saying, or this this era that we're in. So I don't really want. Again, I'm scared of those girls, man. My, my, I have a fear of any girl that's just trying to trap me and get me. You know, yeah. I he's not I'm a munch. Scared of you. <laughs> hey, but nah, any girl that can, you know, just little little eye contact or I like a spiritual woman. I like a classy woman. There you go. Yeah, I'm 35, man. Like, talk to him. Talk to him. I ain't out for no quick nothing. Man, hey, a, reg a regular girl can get it. Man. Yeah. A regular girl can get yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. For yeah, sure. Man, so uh, now we're going to promo, man, the Millennials out right now, man. Go and tell them as far as some of the cities you're about to hit. Also, what you got working on, um, what you got coming up got visually, apparel. audio, apparel. Yeah, I got, I got I got, a lot going on right now. Is the Millennium Tour turned oh. up. Uh, we're in uh, Dallas tonight. Oh. We're in New Orleans tomorrow. We're in Houston Saturday. Um, go get your tickets at gsquaredevents.com. Um, I've been in the candle business for two years, so go to simplynakedcandleco.com. Click the Sammy Collection tab. We just released my seventh scent called Everlasting. Ooh, I'm uh, on it. I'm on it. Yeah. So um, you know you can play some R&B vibes to Sam from Sammy playlist, and then light a Sammy candle and enjoy yourself. Yeah. Uh, I can't talk about it, but I'm in the preliminary stages of closing on a franchise hookah lounge bar restaurant in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Yeah, we coming. We coming. Yeah, I got y'all on that. What else I got shaking? RSVP album is done. It's coming soon. Um, working on a joint EP with my brother Vito, top of the oh, year. Vito? Yeah. So that boy Vito a monster. Yeah. Now he can sing. Yeah. That nigga can yeah. Sing. And then uh, we already have another tour slated for the top of 2023. We're just trying to make it make sense. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So, Keep them um, yeah. Candle Line, RSVP, Hookah Lounge Bar Restaurant, uh, Vito, Sammy, EP coming soon. And then I'm like 85% done with my sixth studio album, but I got all that stuff to take care of first, so. That's gonna be, that, that might be the craziest album just based on everything that's going on. Yeah, man. yeah, it's Like called, you said, back to sex, yeah, back yeah, to love. Yeah, back to, it's, it's real open, real honest, real vulnerable and transparent. And then um, my socials, IG, Sammy Always, SammyAlways.com, Sammy Always on Twitter. And my Facebook and my Snapchat is uh, Sammy Lee Bush. Sammy Lee Bush, man, yeah. it's crazy. I'm gonna ask, uh, Lights on or lights off, but hey, the candles. Yeah, <laughs> go, go, yeah go get you some. <laughs> Simply naked. For sure. <laughs> For real. For sure. Man, uh, any shout outs you want to give? 
Man, I just want to say shout out to God. Thank you for being so merciful and full of grace and uh, giving me the opportunity to do what I love to do for so long. Thank you to my fans for allowing me to evolve from a child star to a teenager to the grown man that I am. Um, and shout out to my team, my manager, Skino, my lawyer, Larray, uh, Cal. Um, it's a plethora of others. My stylist, Rip, been keeping me super, super fly out here oh, yeah. on the Millennium Tour. You know, I be dressing like this on the day, but by yeah, night. But when he you step know, out. <laughs> big Sam time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but just really, really just my team because the people that I've reached the top with, they're not the people that I thought would be there. You know, some people really hopped off the Sammy train when things got ugly. So I want to thank everybody that I'm around now because God gave me some real solid ones and I'm, um, I wouldn't be where I am or who I am without them. Yeah, shout out mama too for keeping you so good. Shout out to my, <laughs> shout out to, shout out, shout out to my mama, Angela, I love you. Shout out to my daddy, Sammy Senior, and my siblings, man, TT, AJ, Brandon, Travis, Jennifer, I love y'all so much and I hope I'm making y'all proud. There you go, man. You already know what it is, man. We got the legend here. Be Sammy in the building, man. We got to say it, man. You are a real life street star, man. Thank you, my brother. We salute. One love. Hey.